0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Own Your Ish. I'm your host, Cynthia Korn, and I just want to say hello to all of our new listeners. Do you know we have added yet another country to our list? I am so excited to see how this podcast has grown, and because of you, our listeners, our podcast um, crowd has grown by nearly 300%. Holy cow. Holy cow. I'm like shook because I started this whole podcast as just a way to kind of get my thoughts out of my head and out into the world. Just like literally, I wanted them out of me, out of my head. (laughs) I I didn't start this podcast with any grand idea that I had like the one thing to say to the world that's going to change it. But I knew that my whole life has been this has been sharing my story has been sharing my sharing my learned experiences and my lived experiences and the new learning like this is what I've done I've I've been an educator for nearly 20 years so you know it just felt like the right thing to do and now here we are we're in season two um, and I am just very humbled if you can't tell by my voice like I am blushing because I just took a look at the numbers before we started recording this episode and I I'm humbled, so thank you. To all of our new listeners, though, I, before we even really get in and dive into this episode, <clears throat> what I want to talk to you about is just a couple of warnings. Um, this podcast is not for um, young ears that don't know what curse words are. Um, if you're easily offended by curse words or um, people just kind of telling it like it is, absolutely turn this podcast off now. I'll give you a couple seconds to go ahead and leave. If you're still with us, welcome. So excited to see you. Here we own our shit. We are not afraid to say what needs to be said. Um get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's just what we do here. This is tough love. It's wrapped up in a cute little bow most of the days, but it's not comfortable. It's not easy. Um I I really started this podcast as a way to kind of get the the thoughts out of my head and into the world because I've done this my whole life, right? I've been an educator, I've been a teacher. I I I've taught, I I taught history for a long time and now I will say I really wish I could go back and kind of tell my younger self like all the things that I've learned to teach history better. Um, if you are new to this podcast as well, know that, um, I am unapologetically anti-racist. Um, I believe that black lives matter. I believe that trans lives matter. I believe that we as white people have a lot of work that we need to do in order to make this world a better place. And it starts with the, I, me, my right? The, the inside work. It starts there. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's about talking about what we're doing in the world. Uh, it talks about what we're doing to ourselves. It talks about kind of here's something new that I've learned and I'm going to share it with you. If it applies to your life, great. If it doesn't, pass it on to somebody who you know it will help. But what we want to accomplish out of this podcast is not the easy stuff. We are here to do the hard work. So, you know, I really look at it as we're at a crossroads. And uh, for all my new listeners know that I, I speak very clearly from the heart. I share very, very vulnerably and raw um, emotions because I think it's important for us to start normalizing these types of conversations. The other side of this is I do curse like a drunken sailor because, uh, fuck is my favorite F word. Um, um, I guess I should say second favorite F word because my first favorite F word is free. I love free, which all of this content to you is completely free. So all of the the life lessons that I've learned <laughs> along the way of my crazy and insane life um, is all for, free for you. I, I paid all, all the price <laughs> early on for you. So welcome to the free fuck shit that you're about ready to receive. (laughs) But in all actuality, what we do here is we welcome you. Like I look at this, like I'm an educator. So just kind of hang with me. Most of my references are either going to be sports or school because that's pretty much what my life was for the longest time. But when we take a look at what we're doing here at this community, we're sitting at a table, we've come together and there is always a seat for you with us. If you are in this life and you are ready to do something different with yourself, with your small family circle, with your small friendship circle, with your big family circle, your big friendship circle, if you're looking at making changes to yourself, to your community, to your state, to your nation, you're in the right place. Because when we think about all the stuff that needs to be changed in this world, it starts with individuals, right? It started with people at the grassroots level saying, "It's this isn't okay. It's got to change. And all change is going to be uncomfortable. So get comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable. Change will not ever happen if you continue to do the same thing. So right now, you really are at kind of like the fork in the road. On one side, it is... I'm going to continue to do what I've always done. I'm going to stay comfortable. I'm not going to open up myself to any new learning. It, like I, I'm set. I'm good to go for life. If that's you, this is not the podcast for you. So I'll give you a couple seconds to shut off and leave. And that's okay. It's nice to see you. And for the rest of you that are still here, know that this is the path that we take, that we know is hard. We don't have the map for it we're really just kind of figuring it out. Um, I liken this to um, the world's greatest race. Is that what it's called? I'm trying to think. It was like this eco challenge that happened. I saw it over in Fiji and you get the first map, right? Like you're given the first map uh, of the, the section, but you only get that first section and you still got to figure out what to do Afterwards, right? And as you get to the next check in point, you get the next part of the map. And I kind of liken life to that whole race. Like at the beginning, when you're young, you have parents, they're your map. They're telling you what to do, where to go, how to do it. And then as we start to grow up and we get out on our own, like, there's no handbook for this shit. Like if, if anyone got the adulting 101 handbook, um, if you could send it over to me, I'll make some copies of it on the, on the down low and start to read it. But if you're like me, you're sitting here just trying to figure this shit out every single day, just like the rest of us. And so I am fully of the belief of a societal group effort to help us all get to the end of life as easily as possible, Right we're going to have challenges and there're going to be days that are really really super hard but when we want to take a look at the fact that there are going to be times when we have to make uncomfortable decisions like that's where that's where life really starts right like that's how change happens it happens in those uncomfortable moments and so that's what this podcast is all about and so i just want to welcome all of our new listeners um, please hang with me. Um, I am a single person. I always say we, because, um, my partners in crime, my best friends and my fiance, um, they're the ones I'm always bouncing ideas off of. And they're the ones who will show up as guests. Eventually I thought I had my microphone issue figured out and I did not. I'm still working on that because that's what we do, right? I'm going to figure it out. But this is a solo um, operation, and I am still dealing with my own stuff, right? So uh, new listeners, feel, feel free to please start back at the beginning. There's a lot of information that's shared, and and some of the stuff that I say will make way more sense after you listen to a couple of, of the first episodes from season one. But as we get in today, I really wanted to dive into this idea of friendship. Um, friends is uh, an interesting topic for me. Um, I have also had some new learning that kind of came to me through a podcast that I listened to. And and I want to share that today because as we look at the word friends, right, it, it applies to so many different things, but I think that we have conflated it so much and we're not really sure exactly, like, how do we even become friends? Like, how does that even get going? Right? Like I think about when I was a kid at school, like my friends were usually the people who sat next to me. Or we're just friends with everybody. I I went to a very small school, so it's easy to sit there and say, I'm just going to be friends with everybody because there might have been, you know, 15, 20 kids in your class and that was it. I graduated with 39 kids. I knew all of their names, right? And I probably knew all of their brothers and sisters and their cousins and their moms and dads and aunts and uncles. Like that's the kind of town I grew up in. And so I still found myself, though, in such a small school with very few, if any, real friends. Like I had friends for a season um, or, you know, for a while. When I first started out in high school, like I was a really kind of quote unquote cool person because I was friends with my dad's friends' kids. Did you follow that? My dad's friends' had kids that were older, like juniors and seniors in high school, right as I was getting ready to get in to be a freshman. And so I got to go to these parties and my parents were like really open about like, if you're going to go out, we want to know where you're at, what you're doing, who you're doing it with and, you know, come home in a reasonable time. Um, I totally screwed the pooch on that one because reasonable t- reasonable time to me as a freshman in high school was like uh, 2 a.m. one morning not so cool according to my parents so uh lesson learned i came home on time um (laughs) but i made friends and i thought that that's what it was right like whoever was around and whoever wanted to hang out that's just what it was and i you know treated friends like i wanted to be treated i was very much in that supportive role um you know i kind of played the mom role a lot in our friend groups because i was a lot more mature than most of the people in my class Um, some trauma and some things that happened to me when I was in grade school really impacted me as I got older. Um, And I will say, you know, I didn't really have a lot of friends and I was never popular and in high school and I hated, don't even get me started on middle school. I hated that so much. Um, But even high school was really kind of a drag because I had friends but weren't really my friends, and then they stopped being my friends, and then we were kind of sort of friends by the time I was a senior. Like, I don't know. Um, I just didn't really get along with people in my class very much um, for whatever reason. I think a lot of it had to do with my family was not part of the haves in our community. You were either haves or have-nots, and that was pretty much it. There wasn't a lot of middle ground. Um, I didn't dress like everybody else. I didn't do what everybody else did. Um, We used to cruise Maine. For those of you in small towns, you kind of know what that is where you literally take your car and you drive it up and down Main Street, up and down Main Street all night. That's what we did. Why that's cool, I don't know, but that's what you did. And needless to say, I didn't do it very often. Every once in a while I could. um, But imagine... when I started to drive the family vehicle and that's what I had to cruise main in was, um, our family van. Now this was a silhouette Oldsmobile silhouette. For those of you who don't know, that's the van that had the really long pointy nose and windshield wipers that looked like they were, you know, like huge, just massive. And it was embarrassing, <laughs> but that's what I used. Um, it was great for parties and I was a friend at that time, right? I was definitely a friend when, when I was needed. And so when I got into college, then I really left everyone behind in high school. I really didn't stay very good friends with many people. There are only a handful of people that I still talk to that I even want to talk to from my school, because most of them were not nice to me in high school. So I don't know why I have to be nice to them now as an adult. That's my favorite part is that I don't have to be friends with anyone. I don't want to be. But what do we do when we start to have these types of friends that make us question ourselves, make us not feel great, who say and do things that make us question? Like, are we even friends? And some of this new learning that just came to be around friendship came from a podcast that talked about ambivalent friends. I was like, what? This was a new term that I hadn't quite heard. And as I started to do research on it, what I'm coming to find out is it is these ambivalent friendships that are actually incredibly and extremely toxic because it's a type of friendship where you're not really sure that they're a good friend. You question and you're wondering, why are we even friends? They may say and do things that kind of hurt your feelings or they joke at your expense and they may not be supportive. They may not even be there for you when you really need them. Or they're the friends that are just kind of on the fringe that only kind of talk to you when they need something um, and yet never really reciprocate that. And I don't know about you, but that really started to make me think about even the term friends, because in this podcast, it was Glenn and Doyle's podcast um, that talked about how we use this label as friends. And there's really no like discussion behind it. Like, did you ever have a DTR moment with your friends defining the relationship? I did with my fiance. There was a time in which we sat down and said, no, nah, we ain't doing this just being friend stuff. Like, I want to date you. Right, I, well, there was a time when I said I didn't want to date him. <laughs> Thankfully, I got my shit together and decided to date him. But it was that defining of the relationship that really set us on the path to where we are now. And I don't know about you, but I've never really had that moment with my friends until recently. And it is it is my adult friendships that I've started to do this with. And my my two dearest friends um, right now, who. Are constantly and I don't want to say my dearest friends right now like they we've been like great friends for a long time but what we have really started to do is is find some intentionality behind our friendships and th- and that's the piece that I really wanted to talk about today because it is the ambivalent friends that make us think are we doing enough am I good enough friend did I do something wrong am I not you know, right and we start to question because they're not reciprocating the effort that we put into them. And if you're sitting there with one of those friends, I want you to think about, is this friendship worth keeping? Because sometimes friends come into our lives and they're just there for a season, right? Like we know them and they're great for the moment, but maybe we've moved to another city, another state, um, or we've just really grown and changed and maybe they didn't change with you. And that's okay. That's okay. Sometimes we have friends that stick with us for a long time. And sometimes they're just there for a little bit of time and we go on. And I think that's what makes the whole idea of friendship really hard is that we kind of just say we're friends until what until we're not. And And how do you break up with a friend? What does that look like? right? Like we all know how to, how to break up with somebody. Like if you're like me, I used to kind of pick fights and, (laughs) and make it to the point where we would break up before I learned how to like really just speak up for myself. Right. But even as I say that, like I've learned to speak up for myself, like, no, this isn't okay. I'm going to need this in a relationship. You know, as I, I look at uh, Cecil and I's relationship and, and what I'm able to ask for now is much different than what it was when we, you know, first met versus what I was able to ask for with relationships 10 years ago. But when it comes to friends, no one's ever taught me how to be intentional with my friendships. And as I've you know, kind of listen to more podcasts and I've read more and I've experienced more of life, what I've started to see is the friendships that have intentionality behind it really truly become the bedrock of who we are. And that those are the types of friends that we really need to have in our life. And I, I think about, you know, the friends that that reach out to me as much as I reach out to them and what we've been able to cultivate. And yet I have friends that I'll message them. I'll ask them to meet up. I'll like just say, Hey, how's your day? And then nothing for days, for weeks on end. And it's like, I get that at times we we say we're busy. We're all busy. But if you're too busy to text back somebody or to call them or to intentionally, you know, cultivate that relationship, then, then maybe we're not friends. Maybe we're just associates and that's okay. Right. And so I, I think when we look at the word friends, it, it has become so convoluted and and kind of perverted and, and twisted to kind of meet our needs whenever we need to. Right. Like I think friendship also sometimes comes with the With the thought of, oh, well, they're my friends, they have to do this for me, or they have to support me in this, when in all actuality, friendship is much like a regular relationship, right? Like we hold each other uh, in high regards, we hold each other accountable. My favorite part about my friendship is is when they sit there and they tell me, no, no, you're not doing that. And they call me on my shit like, hey, I want you to recognize what you said. I just want you to hear what you had to say from my perspective. Here's, here's what I think about it. And I'm going offer that up to you. Not cool. Oh my God, I didn't even realize that. Thank you. And these are conversations that I'm having with my friends. But this is what's helped me to grow. It's helped me to change. It's helped me to really know who I am. And they they cheer me on when, when something really great happens, right? And they don't try to take that shine away. Um, and when I'm in the darkness, like they're the ones who are bringing fucking snacks and drinks and shit and they're crawling down in the hole and they're sitting there with me saying, hey, I'm going to be here in the darkness. They're the ones bringing batteries for my flashlight because I've been down in the dark hole for so long. They're the ones who noticed I was in that dark hole. They were the ones who said, hey, where the fuck have you been? You've always, you, you, you've always been in a different space. Like I haven't heard from you. You're not doing what you normally do. I've seen some things change from you. The way you're talking to know, what the hell's going on? What's up? Where the fuck you been? And when I was able to tell them, I'm like, I'm depressed. I'm depressed. They were the ones who checked in on me when they knew that I was having suicidal ideations. They were the ones who checked in with me when they knew that I was self-harming. They were the ones who checked in with me when they knew that I was getting close to, to uh, trying to have a baby, right? Like they're they, they, they are the ones who are checking in. They're the ones who are making an effort. And because of that, like I make an effort as well. And I, I think we confuse this idea of, friends quote-unquote friends from social media and the the friends no quotes friends that we have in real life because yes I have a lot of followers and I hate that that Facebook has called it friend I'm, I'm sending you a friend request like that's not how it is in real life like I have a thousand friends on Facebook but I rarely talk to all of them right there are some that I didn't even know we were we were we were friends on Facebook until I was going through my list. And I was like, what? Oh, okay. Okay. And, and it's okay to delete your Facebook friends because it's also okay to do that without having to make a huge announcement. Like just get rid of things. Get rid of people on your Facebook if they don't serve you. If it's just a negative vortex all the time and it's not something that's helping you grow. Um, I've really kind of stopped with Facebook a lot like I still go to it to for a couple groups because I like the content that they post and a couple of my friends I love to see their pictures and keeping up with that and whatnot even on Instagram the followers that you have on Instagram like what are you following and who are you around and what are you doing to kind of build yourself up and as you look at your your friends that you have in real life those that are there with you that answer your calls that are answering your text messages I want you to ask yourself like Are they putting in effort back towards you as well, right? Like, are they there when you need something? Would they be there? If you're questioning yourself, I question, are you friends? And it's not saying that you have to go and you have to break up with all of your friends who have never texted you back, but you can say, I'm done putting effort into that relationship, right? Because maybe it's just that friendship has moved to more of an acquaintance, or maybe it's just an associate, you know, just somebody that we know. And I think as we begin to unpack this and unravel what friends actually looks like and actually putting that intentionality behind it, I think we will start to find that our friendship circle is actually really quite small and that's okay. It's nice to have like this big um, group of friends or this big group of associates that, you know, hey, we want to go out. We want to grab a couple of drinks on Friday after work. Great. Fantastic. It's wonderful when, you know, 15, 20 people show up if that's who you are right maybe you're just the type of person who's like i only want a couple people around me ever and that's okay too right but we want to think about like what types of friends are benefiting and serving you and what type of friend are you to the people who really consider you to be a good friend are you are you there for them are you supportive of them and are you willing to put in the effort to cultivate that friendship? Because friendship is is a relationship that has to have some intentionality behind it, right? Like we can't sit here and say that just because I'm following someone on Instagram that we're friends because I I have people like that. I've never met them in real life. We chat quite often through social media, but I still would only call them an acquaintance because I don't have their phone number. We don't hang out in real life. Um, you know, so it's like, how do we begin to even unpack this? And I know for me, I'm still unlearning what I knew about friends and relearning how to be a better friend because I don't always get it right. I slip up. I, I say something, I do something that I shouldn't have, but we talk about it. We repair that harm and we move on. And I, and I think as we become adults, you know, it's hard to make that shift into that intentionality. And we just kind of expect that friendships is just supposed to always be there. Like whenever I call you, you're just supposed to be there, but that's really hard to do if there's not been any intentionality, no cultivation, no like back and forth of sharing of lives. And, you know, I I think about this, you know, right now with where I'm at in my life, like I'm 41, um, I'm stepping into a new chapter of life. I'm getting ready to get married and in my family is growing and therefore, um, you know, new friends have come about. And, and it's been amazing to see how even in, in the family, there are friends, right? Like, who are you friends with in your family? Like, we may say that we're cousins, but like, I'm not very close to my cousins. I'm a lot older than all of my cousins. And so unfortunately, we just never got to be that close. And I look at the same thing with friends. Like I, I've had friends that I've known since grade school, but we just don't have that same connection that I do with my best friends that I do right now because that's just the the life, that's just kind of the stage of life that I'm in right now. So, you know, as we begin to unpack this a little bit, as as we have other guests and as I begin to bring other people on, we're going to be talking about like, what does this really look like? And it's going to start right now with with one of my very best friends, my maid of honor. Uh, Molly is going to come join us on our show here soon. And, and we're going to be unpacking what friendship looks like. Um, and another very, very, very dear friend of mine that I'm so glad that we've actually come back into each other's orbit um, is going to come and talk. Because we're going to talk about what it's like to have friendships that that do come back from the brink of like near extinction and also what does that look like with the intersectionality of 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 races of of religions and um you know what what does that look like to really be that type of friend as well right because as we think about the social and cultural context that all of us live in and our lived experience every day that impacts our friendships because you know, as I looked at and, and I listened to, I follow Luvie, L U U L U U V I E, Luvie. I follow her on Instagram um, and listening to her TED talk and talking about how um, I think one of the questions that she had answered in a podcast was, you know, can um, women of color be friends with white women and vice versa? Can they be good friends? And it is, yes, absolutely, but, but there's, there is a catch to that, right? Like there has to be some awareness from white women when they are in relationships with women of color, because there are different lived experiences that must be acknowledged and honored in order for that type of a friendship to grow. Right. And we have to understand that our, our lived experiences are not the same. And I'm not ever going to dismiss that, but that type of a friendship is cultivated with, with, with intentionality. And if we don't do that, then we're missing out, right? Then we're missing the mark and we really aren't true friends. And so all of that's going to be discussed as we begin to unpack this. And so, you know, today's thing that we're owning is who are your ambivalent friends and what are you going to do about it? Are you going to reach out and try to be intentional with that and try to cultivate that? Or are you moving those friends into the column of associates now i watched a video when i was doing some, when i was when i was looking up the information for this for this show and kind of looking more into this idea of ambivalent friends there was a, a lady who kind of had it was relatively cheesy but i liked the idea of what she uh, offered up in terms of like let's let's figure out what we want to do right so she what we want to do with friends like who are the ambivalent friends? Who are the friends that we want to keep, and who are the ones that you know probably need to just go? Um, and Marie Kondo, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of her, but she kind of has this, you know, that the con you take something and you hold it and you say, does this give me joy? If it doesn't, then it goes to Goodwill. And if it does, then it gets to stay. Right? Same thing um, that we can do with friends. And so she had suggested something that I actually did and it was, <laughs> I laughed because it felt kind of cheesy at the moment, but it really did give me like a sense of kind of where I was at with who my friends are, who my associates are and people that I probably need to just stop talking to altogether. And so she had suggested that you get a, a stack of sticky notes and a marker and, or a pen, pencil, whatever you want to write with. And every sticky note, you put a name. Put a name of an acquaintance, a friend, somebody you consider to be a friend, and then you're going to set go through them individually, and you're going to think about it. Like, is this a, is this somebody who brings me joy, who supports me, who cultivates a relationship with me, has some intentionality behind it? If they are, then great, and then you put them in in that column of friends. If you pick somebody up and you're like, "Mm, I don't know if they bring me joy. I don't know really kind of where we're at. Like, we just haven't really talked in a while, but I do remember good things from them. Then they go in that middle column of, "Mm, I need to make some intentionality and connect with that person to to kind of see, are they going to be moving into the friendship or are they going to be moving into the associate category, right? And then finally, the last and final one is kind of just the garbage can. Because as you pick up names and you're thinking do, do I want to know this person? Do they bring me joy? Um, do they help cultivate anything in me or do they make me question myself? Do they make me feel worse about myself? Um, and if they do, then we want to crumple them up. And I want to take it even a step further. If you get to that point when you're going through your friendship list and you recognize that there are just people that aren't serving you, if you really haven't even talked to them in a while, Why do do you even still have them on Facebook or Instagram or even in your phone? Those are questions that I want you to ask yourself. Like, why do we keep people, just like things that we have in our house, right? I don't know about you. I have a junk drawer, everything of which just needs to be dumped in the trash. But we keep kind of holding on to people in the same way, right? Like, we were friends. We were Maybe you were really great friends. Maybe you were best friends at a time. But are you now? What does it look like now? Are you questioning yourself more than you were before? Right? Like maybe they just need to be moved into the acquaintance pile, but maybe they just need to be deleted altogether, right? Like maybe we just take them out of our phone. We unfriend them on Facebook. And so, you know, I'm not suggesting that that's what you do for everybody. Just like, oh, I don't like you or you hurt hurt me or I'm just mad at you right now. So I'm going to just completely delete you. Excuse me. I'm going to completely delete you from my life. That's not what I'm saying. I think we all know who these people are. They're the people that we probably haven't even talked to in years, um, or maybe we did try to talk to them, and when last time we talked to them, it was just all harmful and toxic and gross and definitely didn't make us feel any better about ourselves. If that's the case, then maybe it's time to get rid of them. And so that that's what we're going to do this week. That's what we're owning is 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 friendship. Who are our friends and who are just the acquaintances and who do we need to just kind of delete and get rid of altogether? Like, right, who do we need to stop talking to to kind of save our sanity? And it's okay to do that. It's okay to put yourself first. But I also want to encourage you that if you are looking at your friendship list, you must also take a look at yourself. What type of friend are you? Are there messages sitting in your inbox that you haven't answered in weeks? Okay, why? Why? why haven't you answered them back? Are, are you in a space or a time in your life where you just have zero capacity for anything else? That's okay. If that's where you're at right now, don't do this exercise. Do this exercise at a time when you're clear-headed, you have the capacity to even engage in friendships because that's the other side of this, right? Being friends is also understanding that it's going to ebb and flow and that we all have capacity that sometimes we were totally over our limit. We have no capacity to do anything else. Those types of friends that also know you in in those moments when you can say like, my capacity is super limited. Like I just need to stop talking to everybody for like, just give me a couple of days to figure things out. Right. I have the, those are the types of friends that I have right now because they also understand that when their capacity is full, when they have no capacity to do anything, let alone check in with me, that I'm not going to hold that against them they know that I'm going to be there to support them, right? They know that I'm going to be the one kind of coming with my drinks and my snacks and I'm going to sit down next to them and be like, hey, just going to be here. I'm going to read my book. I'm going to thumb through my phone. Like I'm just going to be here. I'm going to hold space, right? Sometimes I'll do that physically. Sometimes I'll just do this in in just holding space, right? Just Just emotionally and mentally holding space for people. So again, kind of know where you're at right now. What what capacity level are you working with? And be honest with yourself, right? Like I know for me that I had kind of stopped talking to a few people because just I was kind of feeling some type of way and my social anxiety was getting high. And it's just like, no, no, cut your shit. Like it's okay. Like follow up, reach out to those friends. It's okay to do that. And it's also okay to ask your friends for help. It's okay to say, hey, I've been really down. I've been really low. Can we just get together? I really need to have somebody. I really just need to kind of re-energize myself. Okay. And know that sometimes when you ask for that, you're going to get it. Sometimes we might not be able to because maybe our friends are also going through it as well. So as we do this, know that your real friends, those friends that are really there to help build you up, to support you, to love you, are going to be there for you when you need them. And sometimes they'll be the ones to put aside everything they're doing to be there. Okay. And those friends are hard to come by. So if you have those types of people in your life, also ask yourself, what are you doing to cultivate that relationship with them? Okay. Because it's a two way street. You can't expect people to show up for you if you're not willing to show up for them. So this week, we're owning our shit around friendship, being the good friend that we want to be, and being okay with allowing friends to be that way towards us too, right? You have to be willing to receive that friendship that people are giving you as well, okay? So take stock of where you're at this week. Get ready because we're going on this friendship dive. It's what we're going to talk about in the next few episodes um, because I think it's important for us to even begin to unpack what this whole word, this label of friends is all about because it's just so broad and so wide. And as we begin to really filter it down in the different types of friendships that we have in our lives, I hope that it will help you to grow as a better friend and also to make sure that your friendship circle is being supportive of you and not causing you to stifle your growth or to even question who you are. Because if you have friends, quote unquote friends, that are making you question who you are or make you not feel very good about yourself, then they aren't really friends. Okay? So let's have some bravery around the conversations that we need to have with those folks, but Just remember that it's up to you to make this happen, to just do it. Take that first step, go through your friends list, and let's just start making movements towards being a better friend and also letting go of some of the toxic friendships that we've kept on because we just don't know how to break up with a friend, right? draw your boundaries, stay true to them, be authentic, be real, be raw, and be nice to yourself as you're doing this as well, because it's not a blame or shame game. We're all here. We've all kept friends around for a lot longer than we should have. um, But today is the day. Today is the day for you to say, nope, not anymore. Not today. Not today, Satan. Not today. All right, folks. As we come to an end, remember: make it a great day, or not. The choice is yours. I leave you with, Rudy Love Jr. The records I
1: listen to, they don't sound like the same old shit that you used to. The clothes I wear, you might not be up on. it. I just ain't up on it yet, yet That I'm on oh. with the a- eye understand